The following podcast contains spoilers and pretty naughty language. We watch it. Good people and welcome to the pod. You've got Billy in your ears and of course that means you're listening to We Watched a Thing and this week I've got a great guest. It's my very good friend, friend of the show, been on the show more times than I can count, probably too many times but always happy to have him here. It's Sam Hurley from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. How you doing mate? Uh, I was going all right until I got told I'm a good friend because I've always like thought of us as acquaintances and to be honest it's kind of cringe and a bit weird. But I suppose I'm okay still. You know, yeah. What's up? What's happening? Well, it's great to have you here again, my very good acquaintance. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I I wasn't even uh, I wasn't even going to do this movie, and then you messaged me through our chat, um, which coincidentally is called the very best of friends. And you, you were telling me how how what? you were surprised how good it was, and so I thought, you know what, let's let's do this thing. Absolutely, and it's generating a lot of heat as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there talking about this film, and rightfully so. I mean, I, I was surprised. I was very pleasantly surprised, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I feel like the marketing for this film has been so minimal. I knew very, very little about this. I feel like I only heard it was even dropping, like, maybe a month or two before it actually did. Like, I know that there had been talk for a little while under a different name of a Predator film, but, I mean, were you more aware of it than I was? I don't think so, man. I, I don't think I was that much more aware. I mean, I remember some people saying they're making a new Predator film. Yeah. I've been like, oh, okay. And then somebody saying, oh, has anyone seen the trailer for Prey? And I was like, what's what's Prey? Mm. And then, like, I remember Googling Predator film trailer and it came up with Prey and I was like, no, that's not what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. th- that dumb and naive. I don't mind admitting it. Yeah. I've got a toddler. I don't get, f- f- like, any sleep whatsoever, so my <laughs> yeah. brain's gone to mush. I don't mind admitting I'm a dum-dum. Yeah. Oh, I'm exactly the same. When I first heard people talking about the trailer for Prey, I was like, oh, wow, they're finally adapting that Michael Crichton book. Fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Had no idea this was a... So let's get into it. So you obviously are a much bigger fan of the Predator franchise than I am. I mean, look, I, I enjoy it. I've copped so much flack because last year or the year before when Topher and I did our marathon of all of the Predator alien films, I gave Predator a six. Above average film, totally good film, and somehow that's translated to me hating Predator. That's just not fair. It, it, it is! <laughs> it is! Predator is a, like, um, a genuine masterpiece of action <laughs> cinema. It's the... Com- Binding of two totally different, uh, you know, like genres. Like you've got a full blown war action film, yep. turns into a sci fi horror film. Yeah. How many other films perfectly blend genres? They even have a clear, distinct marker halfway through the film where you go, okay, this isn't what you think it is anymore. Yeah. It is amazing, Billy. You're an idiot. <laughs> the thi- and I said this in the Predator episode. I like that movie. I totally like that movie. It's fine. It's good. But. I think that the back half, the horror half, the home alone in the jungle half is way superior. Like, it is that, to, if that was the whole movie, I would have fucking loved it. Yeah, okay, I get that. But, like, you need that start part. You need to get the <laughs> testosterone overload. You need to give a shit about these characters. You need their stupid little one-liners. You know, I ain't got time to play. You need all <laughs> okay, that. That's so you're like, line. these guys are awesome. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into this one then, because we're not talking about Predator. No, let's destroy you. Let's destroy all credibility you have as a human being. Mate, you know I've got zero credibility. I'm the guy that's who true. Makes Suicide Squad a seven. No, what, what was, was it? it? Uh, Justice League. 
It's true. It's true. I mean, it, this is kind of like LeBron playing basketball against a toddler, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, let's do this thing. Prey is a 2022 American science fiction horror action film based on the Predator franchise. It's the fifth installment in the franchise and is a prequel to the first four films. Uh, it's directed by Dan Trachtenberg and written by Patrick Azon. It stars Amber Midthunder, Dakota Beavers, Michelle Thrush, Stormy Kip, Julian Black Antelope, and Dane De Lea Dane Delegro. And what is it about, Sam? <laughs> Amazing that that's the name that you fall over, Billy. Even more amazing listeners, we've actually tried to record this podcast. My audio program, <laughs> like, screwed out. And he's had another chance to be prepared yeah. and ready for this. Still failed. I don't know what it is with that name. Failed. All the Native American names, no problem. Dane DeLegro. Something about the way that that's written, it really throws me off. I keep wanting to say Dan. I keep wanting to say, I don't even know what I'm going with. But long story no. short, what is this movie about, Sam? Well, the the internet would have you believe, or Google would have you believe, that the the plot is a skilled Comanche warrior protects your tribe from a highly evolved alien predator that hunts humans for sport, fighting against wilderness, dangerous colonizers, and the mis- mis- mysterious creature to keep her people safe. Uh, the, not really. <laughs> like, a predator comes to Earth, he starts, like, killing everybody that tries to take him on, she doesn't, and then eventually decides to fight back. I think it's a better way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, excellent. You know, uh, so I, as I said, I was really surprised with this film. You messaged me first. I had heard very little about it, and since you messaged me, it's gotten a ton of buzz. Um, I was not expecting to enjoy this movie as much as I did, because you know what this movie does amazingly? This movie does what movies like Force Awakens failed to do perfectly like because here's the thing much like that film this is a complete recap of the first film essentially this is almost the same story but just done better like Mm. this really goes back to the predator roots like you said it's almost more of an action film at times but it it really kind of leans into that horror element uh by the end we are full-on home aloneing it in the jungle which is the best part of the predator film and I just, I can't believe how fresh this movie feels, even though we've essentially kind of seen it before. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Uh, the only, I mean, I, I wrote a tweet about this. The only other film I can compare it to is Bumblebee, right? And it's like, like there's so many parallels between them, right? You've got a strong female lead who carries the film quite well. She, they're breathing life into a franchise that has just become so stagnant and like overboyed with its previous films of like trying to do one better, trying to do one better, trying to do one better, and they're missing out on all the all the awesome moments. Um, the best scenes by Mars are the like intimate scenes. That's where the film really shines. Like the action scenes are also really awesome. Yeah, and then it like it just breathes life into it. You know, yeah. it's and like Bumblebee and this film are two films that I went into with zero expectations. Yes. Yeah. Zero expectations. And like, I like this film a lot more than I like Bumblebee, but at the same time, when I, oh, I watched Bumblebee, I was like, man, I want more Transformers movies. Did I, I watched I, this and I was like, I want more Predator films. <laughs> I don't think I was ever going to say that. Predator was like one of the biggest laws of diminishing returns. Oh, the yeah. first film, classic, 10 out of 10. Second film, one of the worst films I've ever seen. Oh, Two yes. out of 10, one out of 10. <laughs> Abysmal. What came after that? Alien versus Predators? They sucked. Yeah. They sucked. I, I rewatched Predators the other day. The the film where they drop a whole bunch of humans on this planet and then the Predators hunt them. Yeah. It's bought, One of the better ones predators. in the franchise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the better ones. Didn't mind it. 
it was okay. Middle of the road. The Predator, the Shane Black. Hey, we're bringing back Shane Black. Hey, he unofficially wrote the first film. Hey, he was part of that cast of the original film. This is going to be amazing. Average. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I, I was so surprised by this film. 100%. I got to say, I know that this isn't um, a podcast on Bumblebee, but I actually enjoyed that movie. <laughs> but it can be if you want. <laughs> that, that, was, that was actually the first Transformers movie I ever saw. I as still to this day have only seen that and The Last Night, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I only saw that yeah. off the back of Bumblebee, which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> Yeah, Transformers, like the first film in the franchise is nowhere near the same as Predator. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but the first film in the Transformers franchise was like, well, this is enjoyable. Yeah. You know, there's the scope here. It's not too much him, but it's enough to, you know, be like, well, these are giant fighting robots yeah. and it's preposterous. So <laughs> obviously there's a bit more preposterous. Every film that came after that, hey, can we make it an hour longer? Hey, can we insert random scenes in China because we're trying to cater to an overseas market? Yeah. Hey, can we just chuck random Transformers in there? Because, hey, he's a crowd favorite. Hey, here he is. Hey, it's Jazz. Oh, hey, <laughs> Did, you know, it's just like, what the fuck is it? Mark Warburg? I'm an inventor. I'm an inventor. What are we doing? And then <laughs> Haley Steinfeld comes in and just rocks it. Yeah. John Cena comes in and rocks it. How many often do you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So back to, back to Prey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's get back um, to Prey. Did you watch this film uh, in English or in Comanche? I watched this in English. I was disappointed to find out that there was a Comanche dub. I was also disappointed when I was watching this film that it wasn't entirely in Comanche. Just was, presenting you know, Comanche, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Apocalypto style where they're actually speaking the native tongue. I, I would fucking love that. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. And, and it annoys me a little bit when films like this do this where they have a little bit that's in the native tongue yeah. and then they're telling you what they're and then it changes to English. It's like, it's I don't know, I, I, as a purist of things, I get a little bit frustrated, similar to when we have two characters on the screen one of them's you know like we'll say japanese and the other one's american and the guy speaking in japanese is speaking in japanese and we have the subtitles for him and the person replying is speaking in english yes but they still understand each other and you're like what the fuck yeah <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, yeah 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 i mean yeah i was equally surprised i because i had heard that there was a I mean, I guess I had heard there was a Comanche dub, but in my head, I had heard it the other way around. I thought that the film was filmed in Comanche and there was an English dub. So then when I hit play and it was in English, I also had that slightly disappointing moment. I'm still happy that the dub is there. I think that that's an awesome thing. I, and I think that this is a great, great film representation-wise. Like you said, a super strong female lead who is not at all all sexualized, which is way too common for female leads. She's just yep. fucking dope and sick and cool, and that's all we need. Um, I just think it's awesome. <laughs> well, you say that, but I feel like they, they show her being incredibly skillful, but then they blend through that with this like propensity not to get involved and not to not to have that killer instinct. Like we see moments when we, we're willing her as an audience to be like, be the badass, be the badass, be the badass, yeah. and then she doesn't, and you're like. You get it swept up, like it shows this fragility, similar to yeah, yeah. Allah, 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 I mean, Ripley in the first Alien is a great example. We they have this fragility, and it's not till right at the end that they yeah. go, okay, fuck it, I'm going to be a badass, and that is awesome. And she does that really well. Like we yes. see that she's highly skilled, absolutely highly skilled, yeah. But she's just lacking that killer instinct. Well, that's right. And she, even though she's skilled, she's still ripped on the entire time by the rest of her tribe as like not being a hunter. You know, like what the hell is she yeah. doing here? You know, and I think that that. 
is so much more real and raw than just having a straight up badass, having someone who actually has growth to get to the point of the of the final act. I think that is why to me anyway, this is better than predator. I'm going to say it. This is the best predator film that we've gotten. (laughs) See (laughs) us. Bye. I'm done. (laughs) What are you watching? Eight weeks, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> classic sam <laughs> oh you're wrong you're wrong i mean like I, okay admittedly you've only watched predator what in the, for the first time what like yeah, last two well, years that's right that's right so i don't have that nostalgia element see so, so you don't have you with like 12 of your boys sitting around with a bucket of chicken at 9am yeah. and your mum coming in and going what the bloody fuck are you guys watching <laughs> yeah. See, I've got that with plenty of other films. You know, like I, I watched The Thing very young, which I did actually just the other week with yep. with our mutual friend Paul. I watched uh, Tremors Not and a friend, Jaws. by the way. Acquaintance, <laughs> not a friend. I watched Tremors and Jaws, you know, all those kind of movies very young. And I and I loved the shit out of the, the Blob, famously much worse than Predator. But because I saw it so young, I have that nostalgia kick for it, which I just didn't get from Predator, which is sad. Like, I'm sure that if I saw it at the same age you did, I would feel the same way you do. I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would. And it's it's. I'll put it this way, though. It's like it's one of these films that you watched when you were young and you like it's still good. You know, like there's there's so many of these films. Like we went back and watched Armageddon, and rewatching that, I was like, you see all the all the bad. Porn. True Lies is another one. I, I hate to admit this. I loved True Lies when I was a kid. I yeah. rewatched it. We were going to do an episode on it. Me, Kahu, and Stacey. We sat down. We watched it, and then when the film ended, I was like, does anyone feel like talking about that film? And they all said no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like these these kind of films. And um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Paul, if you're listening, me and you are friends. I was more meaning that you and Billy are just acquaintances. So. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, back to back to now that I've finished going. Um yeah, but it, it's ah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Why don't why don't we uh why don't we talk about um I mean we've talked about uh Midfunder and she is she's awesome, she's yeah. great. A lot of the internet bullies, I don't know how you describe them, incels on the internet, whatever you want. Oh no, you're kidding. Has them there as- been bullying about this film. Oh, there was in the lead up to oh, this. It was the whole. Hell. It's being released by Disney. You go woke, you go broke. Oh, it's just going to be woke, credit to trash. You know, like it's it's the same thing. It was just like the same arguments they were leveling at Star Wars, where they call them what's a Mary Sue, like a girl who's unusually talented at something, even though she has no right to be. You know what I mean? Jesus like Christ. it's it's all it's all good when we watch a action film starring a white dude who's like yeah. you know basically James Bond. He's allowed to be you know that from the bad. Let even me though tell you this: I'm a, a white before, dude. I've got fucking zero skills. <laughs> I've met many, many, many women more skilled than I. <laughs> to be honest, though, you would survive the predator because he would look at you as such a non-threat that he wouldn't <laughs> try true. to kill you. He'd be like, "Oh, I'm not going to kill a poor little frog." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would be sweet. It'd be the same for me. I'd try and hobble away and you'd be like, yeah. what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is this guy doing? Why the fuck does this guy smell so strongly of chicken? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But admittedly, uh, she's the same in this. Like, she comes across as so non-threatening that it actually works in her favour. Yes. Like, you know, she flies under the radar till she becomes, goes from being prey to being predator, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. But, um, 
But yeah, back to the, apparently a lot of neckbeards are eating their words on YouTube at the moment, writing videos about how, well, it's not actually that woke and it's actually kind of a good film. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and I'm I'm actually really curious to know the answer to this. Would you have seen this movie in the cinemas? Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck yes, I would. And this what's pissed me off. Like, we got it released here on Disney+. Plus. I know in America and other places they've got Hulu, which I think is another version of Disney. I think it's still owned by the same company, the same parent, or ABC or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. But, you know, like, we got it We got it on that. And, like, I have been sorely missing really good quality films to go watch at the movies. Yeah. Like, it's been, you know, like, like everyone has. The last couple of years has been rubbish for big action feasts and that's why we all went so crazy for Maverick which I've yes. rewatched and it's not not that great <laughs> but you know like we we were going crazy for that and like this is the thing 10 Cloverfield Lane is one of my favourite thrillers oh, for the, like the last I 10 years I love 10 Cloverfield Lane yep it was so good how Mary good Elizabeth is John Winstead, Goodman fuck me dead. amazing I was yep. getting to that I was building up but you've blown <laughs> <laughs> blown my wad before I got to him but yeah Goodman phenomenal one of those performances where it's just like this dude must have got nominated for an Oscar. No, nah, nah, it's yeah. a horror film no one cared. Yeah. But an, another awesome performance of a strong female lead. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like I, w- I was hella keen. As soon as I saw he was the director, I was like, I am in. I am so in for this. And he's, I would go see this at the film, at the cinemas. Yeah. And, it, and like, it's it's got a name. This is, like, it's a franchise film. That's what all studio. I mean, how long have Netflix been just trying to start a franchise? Because, of course, once you have a recognisable name, it makes it so much easier. I just don't understand the reasoning. And obviously, there's been a lot of discussion around that, about whether it was a politically motivated choice because this is female-led or because it is about, you know, the Native American Comanche tribe. You know, like, there's a lot of discussion around that. Our, again, mutual friend, I'm going to say friend here... M from Verbal Diorama, who is just great at researching, and you know that if you listen to her show. I saw her tweet that she had read that because this had started production under Fox, at the time they had an agreement with HBO Max for all theatrical releases to get dropped on HBO Max. Uh. And so the reason that Disney dropped this on Disney Plus was to get around that agreement was the only way that they could effectively not have it released over there instead of on their platform. And if that's the reason, sure, I'll give it a pass. But I mean, fuck me, this would have been great in the cinemas. <laughs> Shit, yes. Like, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I, the kills... The scenery. Yeah. There's so much aspects of this that are so cinematic. Yes. Or so theatrical. And yeah. the, the answers in the question, like they're theatrical, which means you want to see them in a theatre. They're theatrical. It's just yeah. it's so brilliant. I mean, I, I've got some negatives, but we'll save them for the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there are definitely negatives. Let's get into the look of the film then, since we're talking about the kind of cinematic qualities of it. I thought the look of this film was so great. And I've seen a lot of talk about the CGI, in particular the animal work. I didn't have as large a problem with it as others did. I thought that our kind of main character animals being like, you know, the, the was it a fox or a wolf or? It was a wolf, a wolf, wolf a snake and a bear. See, I thought that the wolf and the snake in particular looked pretty good. The bear has its issues, but I thought that overall this wasn't a bad effort. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, it was passable for me. I mean, there's absolute gutter trash. I mean, we're talking about Transformers, like most of that <laughs> yeah. is just... 
trash. You know, it's it's like a reliance on that. And like, yeah, there are scenes that have a reliance on it, and it's noticeable. Like you can tell, you can tell the snakes digitized. You can tell the the bears definitely digitized. Yeah, I don't think they were allowing a bear smashing around. <laughs> well, I, I two no, feet I from no a mean joke. actress. But I no joke saw a tweet the other day. Hang on, and now I now I need to find this so that I can read the wording exactly because it's mm. it's absolutely cooked. Yeah, I know Jake saw a tweet the other day that said practical effects would have elevated Prey a bunch. Good movie, but man, why are we CGIing a bear? We have bears. How <laughs> fucking dumb are people? There are a million reasons not to have a live bear on set. Have you just whooshed yourself live on the podcast? He's clearly taking the purse. Like, he's being sarcastic. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Given you the, don't think so? I don't think so. Given the responses I'm sure I saw. Thinks that no one's that dumb. Oh. Actually, wait a minute. There's country elected Donald Trump. I mean, there are people yeah. that are dumb. So. Because, you know, I mean, obviously there's a million reasons to not have a bear. Look, the, the bear was the one bit that, for me, I thought didn't look great. Yeah, the snake... Obviously a little bit, but I mean, geez, that scene is one of the best scenes in the film. That scene where that snake gets ripped apart by Invisible Predator was really gorgeous. Like, just, and really interesting cinematic shots. Like, you look at the cinematography of that scene and the way the camera moves kind of with the snake. And I'm just, I'm going to forgive the CGI on that because I just think that it was a really cool looking scene. Yeah. Yeah, say I'm with you. And it's it's the same with the wolf. Like, I, I loved that scene. I loved how the you know the, we saw just pure predator in the wolf. Like even though it, it, it hit, like it doesn't clock onto the fact that it's just been cut in half. Yeah, and it's still growling, growling, yes. growling, and just bleh. it just falls down. <laughs> just falls down. I was like, that was really good. That was really good. I, I mean, I, I it must be CGI, but I, I'd hope it's practical. The part where. You know, they run out into the bushes and then the guy starts cocking the arrow and she's like, no, he knows what we're up to. We have to get the hell out of here. And then you see them running and then you just see the grass spreading behind her, just yeah. like going towards her. I was like, that was really cool. I yeah. really like that. That was like the sense of doom and dread of like, okay, what the hell is she going to, how is she going to get out of this? You know? Well, that's so. the thing. You know what I appreciated a lot about this film that really surprised me and I think added to the dread? It is very rare to see a franchise film like this five films in where they still hide the monster for the majority of the film. You know, like, it was very... You think of, like, Jaws, for example, and I know that a lot of that was due to the filmmaking process where they ended up having to hide it. But that moment when you finally see that shark was fucking terrifying. And, you know, from memory, a similar thing happened with Predator. Whereas you look at, you know, Alien vs. Predator, of course, you see them straight up. Like, everybody knows what Mm, the Predator looks like at this point. So to still make that decision to keep it invisible for more than half the film, I cannot applaud it enough because it added so much tension. When you first see the Predator only because he's covered in blood and that is the only reason you see his physical form, that is just amazing filmmaking right there. That that was great. I'm just going to use that to go on a tangent to say, Predator, kind of a dick. Kind of reminds me of those guys that go to Africa and then get handed a gun and shoot a lion that's you know out in the middle of a field and sedated, you know, or yeah. shoot a giraffe or something like that. That do zero hunting. He, he pops down on a planet. He's invisible. He's got like laser cannons. He's got like you know um, rail guns. He's got all this type of stuff, and he's hunting a goddamn wolf. It's yeah. like, come on, man, find something that like at least the bear <laughs> was a challenge. You know, like go hunting bears, hunting humans with like little flintlock pistols. What the yeah. hell are they gonna do? <laughs> 
It's like it's like I don't know. Like I never really played that much, but I imagine it's like World of Warcraft, where you go in there and you're like a level twenty player, and you run <laughs> yeah. in, and you're like, yay! And there's some level hundred dude just comes over and just knifes you once. Yeah. Blah! I know. You're just a corpse. <laughs> I I get the same thing with Tetris Battle Royale, where it's like you're and certain times of day, depending what countries are awake, you just get absolutely crushed. It's yeah, like, yeah, right. This doesn't yeah. feel fair. <laughs> Yeah, from, from the few times I've played like Grand Theft Auto online, and there's a couple of other games where I'm like, "How is this enjoyable?" You know, and, and they just your feeders just get spammed with yeah. "Get good, get good, get good." And you're just like noob, shit like that. That was that's a predator. I'm surprised he didn't teabag each one of his victims. You know. All right, you said you said you've got a couple of negatives. Um, tell me what they are. A good film will let you have at least one moment where you go, "Oh, WTF." You know, and this film had it, which was the final kill, where the t- <laughs> where the predator ends up right in the perfect spot, gets his gun out, goes to shoot her, she dodges it, but she set up her his helmet so that the yeah rail shoots around and hits him perfectly dead center in the head. I was like, mm, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That yeah, I did feel like the film ended quick. Like I appreciate a short runtime for sure. But when it ended, I was like, oh wow, that um that was that was all wrapped up in a tight little bow, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was very convenient and there was a part of me that sort of wishes that he'd, you know, learnt as well and that he dodged or something like that. Because I mean he knows his own technology. He knows how it works. Yeah. He knows like is he he's just figuring, oh, my helmet's out there and destroyed, so I can just shoot a, you know, like I don't know, manually, I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 for me was like kind of a bugbear that made me go, ah, oh, really? The, the other one that I had was there's a part where she inexplicably seems to get into a fight with her group. Yeah. Like she goes to leave and then one of the guys is like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going this way. And he's like, sort of puts his hand on her and goes, no, you're not. She turns around and socks him and then he socks her and then they sock each other and then they're sort of having basically a, I don't know, she starts getting her ass handed to her by group of guys and then just ends and i was yeah. like really it's like what <laughs> it was odd it was like hey we want to show how you know tough and angsty she is and we need another little action scene why don't we have them fight amongst each other okay it sounds like a good idea that to me wasn't wasn't all that good yeah yeah no i know exactly what you're talking about because i think they felt at some point that they had to add some kind of human drama because for the most part this is a you know it's a mono v mono kind of situation it's just it's just her and the predator and i think yep. they probably i felt a little bit the same the tangent with the kind of french colonizers um I was about to say yeah it was a pretty one-dimensional right yeah it's like, yeah hey we're a group of bad guys <laughs> hey we're gonna kill your friend hey <laughs> yeah it, it, that that was the that was another element that for me just really kind of dragged it down a little bit where I was like for how short this runtime is this is feeling like filler and I don't think you should have filler in a film this short when you've got the no. predator there to just be fucking shit up <laughs> and, and it's funny as well like talking about those guys I'm pretty sure my high school French didn't help me whatsoever in understanding a single word those people were saying <laughs> yeah. like I was like are they just speaking French gibberish you know like yeah. Like we cross on, bonjour. Yeah. Like in friends when Joey tries to learn French. Sur la boulevard, monsieur. I was like, what the That's hell right. is going on I here? Know. I, I know one French sentence and I know it well. Um, je suis désolé, je ne parle pas français, which means I'm sorry, I don't speak yeah, French. Yeah, I don't speak French. <laughs> yeah. Correct, yeah, yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> you should. Here's another one for you. Vatafi en Calais. You should use that quite often. It's Okay, I'll give it a go. <laughs> 
<laughs> it means to go make yourself in your rear end. Ah, so I mean, go excellent. fuck yourself in the ass. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a great saying. I speak a little bit. I speak enough. No. Trey, Trey, no. All right. Well, all in all, how are you scoring, Prey? I'm scoring it with a number. That number would be a solid eight. An eight. Yes, excellent. Eight is the average score that I've seen from a lot of our mutual friends on Letterboxd. <laughs> um, I'm, going with, I'm going with a seven. Like, I, I liked this movie quite What's a lot. What's wrong with you, man? Fuck! I liked it quite a lot. I thought it was a very, very a, a good film. And I would watch it again, for sure. And it yeah, is I mean, the I, best I, I film in the it. Predator franchise. To be honest, I, I feel like I've taken a point off for recency bias. I don't want to be like, well, it was a nine. It was awesome. It was one of the best films of the year. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once was one of those films that I can convincingly say is probably my favorite film of the year, if not the last two years, three years. Whatever. Thank you Whatever so Infinity much. War came out. You need, to, <laughs> you need to message Topher about this because the shit he has given me for how much I loved Everything Everywhere All at Once. And he's like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, oh, man, you're a flog. <laughs> No, that's just Topher. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah, it is just really him. But I mean, it's it's like as far as favorite films of the year, it'd be second behind that easily. Yeah. Like there hasn't um, spoiler alert, but we're we're going to go do Bullet Train on our podcast. We we'd, we'd already decided to do Bullet Train, and then the boys watched watched this, and we decided should we do a two episode record, and then we thought no, nah, we only have time for one, and we've already done our questions for one, and I, I feel like uh, our latest episode on Bullet Train it's going to be three dudes wishing they'd done something else. Yeah. Yeah, a fairly average film. I had I, had I enjoyed really it. High I enjoyed. I'll give it. A I enjoyed seven, it. But I was yeah. I was a six out of ten. I was like, this is you know, I would feel harsh giving this a five, but it's really not much better than that. <laughs> like, what about one of my questions is how many cameos is too many cameos? Yeah, yeah. I did not it, see the Ryan Reynolds one coming. <laughs> no, that was that was the bit too far. You know, it was yeah. like. Oh, really? Like, because I was like, oh, this is the director of Deadpool 2, and hey, we've got Brad Pitt, and he was in Deadpool 2, and hey, we've got Stacey Beats, and she was in Deadpool 2. I was like, I bet you were going to get Ryan Reynolds, and I was like, there he is. Yeah, I was shocked too when I found out that the Sandra Bullock thing was not a cameo, but that she was in the trailers. Like, that's bizarre. Like, she's in, like, one scene at the end. What the fuck is she in the trailers for? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch the trailers. I Me neither. I didn't see the trailers either. So, when I found that out, I was like, wow, really? That's that's strange. <laughs> I saw her name and I was cracking up because I was like, much you hate Sandra Bullock. And I was like, he, I cannot wait to see what his reaction is going to be when she shows up then because I was like it's all voice it's all voice it's all voice and then I was like here she comes and like leant over out of my seat to look over <laughs> and because like, he was enjoying it he was like laughing laughing and then just yeah right oh. that surprises me in the theater I was in I like so many of the jokes fell flat there was not a lot of laughter in that film I, I yeah we we laughed a lot it's real Kiwi humor it's just preposterous stupid over the top fucking bollocks you know like, yeah see my that's problem that's New Zealand humor see but yeah. my problem was I don't think it went far enough I don't think the film was ever as fun as it thought it was I wanted it to be really over the top because Australian humor is the same I wanted yeah. it to just be like surreal as fuck and just like completely over the top and I just felt like most of it was way too subdued mm. yeah but we're not yeah, I get what you're saying yeah <laughs> um. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me, man. Can you tell everybody about movie reviews and 20 Qs? Nah. <laughs> Every time. Uh, movie reviews and 20 Qs. I've talked about it before. It's a podcast where we take a movie and we ask 20 questions about it. It's, uh, we're doing Bullet Train this week. Recent episodes include Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. What else have we been doing? 
for Love and Thunder, all that sort of stuff. Like, basically, we try to blend uh, a new film with an old film, and we're just basically, hey, has anybody seen anything? Yeah, have you seen this? Do you want to do it? Yeah, okay. Like, there's, there's about as far as we go, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody here has heard me talk about how wonderful your show is. I'm yet to listen to the uh, Scott Pilgrim episode. It's in my playlist there. Um, but I feel like I need to rewatch the film because famously I'm like the one person in the world who did not like that film at no, all. No, you aren't. Spoiler alert for my episode, Holy but you shit. are not. Is it you or is it M? <laughs> I, I'm not on it. I'm not on it. There's Liz and M. Ooh. One of them is a shit sandwich. Well, so. I cannot wait to hear which one it is because I and I, I actually, funnily enough, this movie came up two weeks ago in our Bullet Train episode, and I told this story then that because I loved the book so much, I was so disappointed in that film, and I I was like hanging out for it. We were on holiday at the time, and the day it came out, I said to my wife, "Let's go see this movie." I've been waiting for this for years. We both fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is disappointing. I, I still love it. I still think it's great. Yeah, so it's there in my. It queue. diminishes every time I watch it, but it's. I, I still enjoyed it. But yeah, I was too sick to record on that episode, so it's just Liz and M from Verbal Diorama. Nice, nice. Mm. Uh, and look, while we're plugging things, you got a book that's fucking sick too. <laughs> that is true. I do. I've written a book. Uh, if you search Sam Hurley Compliance, you can find me on everywhere. There's lots of cheap places. Cheapest place to buy physical copy would probably be amazon australia if you're listening in australia or amazon mostly around the world or book depository they get free shipping and all that sort of stuff or just kindle kobo books whatever your app is yeah go on there read it it's pretty awesome yeah and it's a thick and thrilling read too it's a very good book so i would highly recommend it thank you next week I will be joined by patron of the show David Powell to talk about Immortals a film I have not seen and the week after that I'm thinking of hitting up 3,000 years of longing but I don't have a guest lined up yet so I guess we'll see what happens there uh, in the meantime if you want to get in touch with me you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com you can find me on Facebook Instagram and Twitter all under the handle at wewatchthething go watch a movie <laughs> if you want to help support the show you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething oh. and I'll catch go you on, next week <laughs> go watch a movie there we go got it right <laughs> <laughs>